to shut down every airport in the United States. Let's see about that. And uh, I tell the, people, the American people, take it easy and give him a chance. And you see what happened, give him a couple of months, you know, and you see what happened. He was the first one that came up with different ideas, but he's new at this, you know, and I hope the people behind him school him right. Like my folks, when Reagan got elected, they left the States, they said, we're getting out of here. They moved to England, and you know, I've got, because of that, I have dual citizenship, so I was born there. So I could go over there, but I feel like this is the wrong time to run away from the problem, you know, because it's like a really serious one. To, to even separate between lawful immigrants and unlawful immigrants is, is a fallacy to me. But someone who has status one day may not have one because of the administration's whim the next. From one day to another one, life can just make a flip of 360 degrees and you don't know what's going to happen next. These are just a few of the stories from people supporting, resisting, and being affected by the recent executive orders. As ICE raids take place across the country and the rapid implementation and repeal of the ban of immigrants from majority Muslim countries occurs, these stories are essential. My name is Ashley Lake. And this is the story of the treatment of immigrants in America during the month of February 2017. I want to see progress made for the country. I really do. I want us to. Um, you know, put the past behind, whatever the past may be, as many years, and, and move forward for change, and change in a good way for everybody, <laughs> no matter what their color or race or sex. And I'll put out one more small little rant. I, I was thinking one reason why I like Trump is that I, I felt more pumped. I felt more like he actually did care more about the you know average working Joe. I mean, it just seems like the left, the Democratic Party now, seems to care more about left-wing social issues than, than labor, you know? Like, you have this, like, it's, it seems like sometimes they care more about making sure someone can have the use of whatever bathroom they want to use, or they care more about protecting some rare species of tree or plant instead of helping, making sure the average working guy, you know, has enough money to, you know, take care of his Why family. Why are we having to spend all this energy and time and money on these, you know, failing states, really. Like, we put in a lot of money into taxes. We don't get it out, right? Why? Because it goes to the poorer states. It's really infuriating. People don't want to see that or they don't want to get educated. I mean, this whole thing about, you know, the poor Rust Belters, give me a break. You don't talk about the poor urban people, i.e. black people that way, right? They have to pull themselves up by the bootstraps. Why do we have to provide jobs for these guys, right? I mean, I get that that's a social good, but let's talk about it equally. You see that no taxes, they're paying no taxes. I used to go to work, you have lines of illegals, getting picked up by illegals, and they get paid right after they're done working. So where does the tax money's going? The boss is making money because he's not paying taxes, and they're not paying taxes. Only if they, buy, I guess, buy food and clothes, they're paying taxes. But no uh, income tax, the state Just tax. by existing in the U.S., you're paying taxes that are going to go towards a pointless, hateful wall. Because as long as they keep playing that same song, 
people are going to, you know, respond and, and in this, like, patriotic fervor, right, believe that, you know, they're doing what's in the best interest of the country. I feel like just also people living in denial and people being scared of being, oh my God, my entire life I was not right. I wasn't right, so I'm realizing this now and I'm going to change it. But for some people, it's just laziness. I'm like, oh, I'm just going to continue doing what I don't what I've been doing for a while instead of changing it so that it just becomes living in denial. You know it, but you don't want to accept it. I don't know where to go. I left home when I was 19 years old, like right after high school and started my whole life here. And now, I don't know, it's going to be pretty much if something happens to me, thank God it doesn't. It's going to be like I spent seven years of living in a place that they didn't even want me to begin with. Over there is no half food, no nothing. It's like almost 40 percent. There's no job, no money, no nothing. Here everybody have the money. The city take care of the people, and everybody have somebody have money. Give him, he take care of the people and something. I see a lot of people who take care of the people in the street, something like this. I'm before is no half apartment, no half nothing. Now this I'm okay now. Now. I'm, anyway, just, I'm very happy to stay here, you know. I'm green card, you know. This now from uh, a different place. I'm from oh, Egypt. Are you so soft? They're fresh? Let me get one. Please. You have a lot of people who come here. Maybe you see the Trump Tower. I'm all between, like one block between me and Trump in the building. And I'm very happy. Until that particular form of discrimination touches him, right? Like, we saw that with this last ban, right? So there was a publicized story where there was a Syrian family who um, the anchor parents were here in the U.S. and they were citizens, and so they petitioned their family to come. And they were denied at the airport and deported back to Syria. And they supported Trump. They voted for Trump. Right now, it's a joke. Right now, every minute they come up with a, a new executive order. He's new to this. It's going to take time. But the, the ideas he have are right. You know, we need a border. We got to watch who comes into the country. And that's you know that's my opinion. And we need more jobs. At one point in history, my ancestors were immigrants. I think that's something that's easy for a lot of people to forget. Immigration should be a response to this country's foreign policy. Colonization, building empire, right? We've destabilized so many countries and so many regions. Why shouldn't we welcome people from those countries that we're responsible for ruining? I think if you live in America, you know, not to say that all Americans are wealthy, because it's very far from the truth, but you have an obligation. And especially, you know, with not allowing Syrians to come in, it's the reason the conflict is there is because of America, you know. I mean, there's dictators and there's Assad involved and stuff, but America plays no small part in the turmoil that's over there. And there's citizens that are fleeing the war zone. The civic duty of an American to be welcoming to let people in. I think it was Breitbart that was reporting somewhere that um, the countries that were in the EO were picked by Obama and not Trump. That is 
so disingenuous, it's just unbelievable. The context for that, for, for Obama picking those countries, was completely different from this. I mean, and so to say that, I mean, that was a big fat lie, right? It's sort of like saying, you know, I picked these ingredients to make pasta, and now somebody is putting it in poison. There's just so much, like, misinformation in there. Basically, there's no such thing as a fact anymore. Just shutting out news and stuff like that is another reaction you can have, and I think that's the wrong thing. I think staying informed right now and really staying up to date with everything that's going on, especially since it's been such a whirlwind in the last three weeks, um, you got to pay attention to everything. I keep on, I feel like if I keep on reading news and seeing videos, and it's just like I'm hammering my head really hard with all of this, and I can't live with, like, like thinking that I'm being persecuted all the time and that I'm even scared to go to a grocery store and get milk and eggs. Like, I can't live that way either. I, I'm seeing someone right now and we've only seen each other for like four months and I already have to tell him like, listen, my situation here is this and that and pretty much my only option is to get married. And also that puts our relationship in a hard situation where we've only seen each other for four months, but now we're already having to, having to talk about marriage. Something that we don't believe in, something that we don't want to do, but we're going to have to do somehow. And it just, like, why can we just enjoy what we're having right now, enjoy the love, enjoy living in New York City and doing the things that we like to do? It's just frustrating and sad and annoying that you have to think about all these older things instead of just like living and especially loving and living something with someone so it's you know it's not that fixed um, a status and it shouldn't be there should be opportunities for people to be able to get status um, and and have the ability to have permanence, right, and stability, which is really what builds communities. The protests, like I went to the one out at JFK, like the day of the travel ban, and I think going there, personally, it's really good um, because, you know, it's a sense of hopelessness that you get from all this, and then you see people reacting and feeling the same way you do and really organizing and getting together. And I think it actually, you know, a lot of people say that protests, whatever, they they let people protest and then they don't give a shit about it. But I think it really did open people's eyes to it and just how ludicrous of an executive order it was. It's pretty easy to feel helpless, but I think that's something that, that can help a Somehow lot. I feel like if there is a protest, I'm gonna be there. I, was, I went to the one in Washington DC for the Women's March. I will be there for the immigrants. I was. They're for the refugees, and I am not for any of the countries in Middle Eastern. It's just understanding that I am a human being. So, yeah, right now I can't enjoy vacation, but if I can enjoy standing for my rights and for my beliefs and for the people that I like and that I care and that I love, even the ones that I don't know and that I haven't had the chance to meet them, I care about them too. And it does feel amazing to be there with all of them. So I don't care.
I mean, if I get in trouble, I'll worry about that day. But it will be because I was doing something that I wanted to do and that I believe it will help. And I think it's helping. I think at least for our insights, it's helping and it's feeling okay that we're doing something, you know. So hopefully there's more people out there doing the same and we'll all come together at some point. Yeah. Go to the service and then you'll see less people protest them because they'll see what the real life's about, what happens in other countries. Give two years, then you get out, and you should have free college after that. Got out after Vietnam and haven't voted since. So what's that telling you? Nothing changes. Think about it. Nothing changes. Maybe it's a conspiracy theory, but I think that Trump and his cabinet, especially Bannon, are trying to piss off Middle Easterners and create enemies so that there's no better way to... Establish authoritarian rule without a national tragedy. Something that would definitely help them for their, their cause. A large part of it, right, is living in a capitalist society, and you know, that's what we value. I mean, yeah, when you look at like the cabinet and the Goldman Sachs appointees, right, you know, ultimately money rules. I just want everyone to keep standing up for what they believe. Not fighting, you don't need to fight. You don't need to scream and yell at people and make them change their mind or anything like that. You just have to keep standing and resisting everything. I like to think about it, it might be just four years and then it's all over, but we don't know. That's all for today. I'd like to thank you, our listeners, for your generous support in our efforts to continue to start conversations so that you can keep them rolling. If you like what you've been hearing, please head on over to our Patreon page and make your donation. Search for me, your host, Ashley Lake. And this is The Story Of.